Today's shiur begins, and please take note, at the top of Ayin Vav Omid Beis, four lines from the top. In our previous shiur, the Daf Ayin Hey shiur, we spilled over on our Daf Yomi quota uh, up till this point. So today's Daf Ayin Vav begins here. The Mishnah. Haforas Nedorim Kol Hayom. The annulment of vows that a husband uh, issues with regard to his wife, he has all day to annul. In other words, on the day that he hears of her vow, he is expected to annul it if he wants. How much time does he have to do it? Kol Hayom, all day. Yesh Bedover Lahakmir. With this uh, time frame, you will find leniency and stringency and restriction. Leniency being you have a lot of time, and lachmir restriction being limited time. Ketzat Nodra Belele Shabbos. If she vowed Friday night, here we're using Shabbos as a frame of reference, but the same applies to any vow taken any day, any day of the week. But for illustration purposes, we're using uh, Shabbos as a frame of reference. She vows Friday night. How much time does the husband have to annul that vow? Yofer belele Shabbos uviyoma Shabbos ad shetechshach. He's got all Friday night and all Saturday Shabbos daytime until nightfall at the end of uh, Shabbos daytime. He has all that time to annul. Nodra im hashecha. If she vowed a moment before sundown, late Shabbos afternoon, mefer ashelo tefshach. He's got just a few moments uh, before darkness in order to annul the vow. Shim hashecha. Once darkness uh, uh, falls, the lohafer, and he has it annulled. Eino yochol lohafer. He can no longer annul. Before we continue in the Gemara, we glance at the side. We have a no say a topic heading that reads Machloikis Tanoim. We'll see a Tanaic controversy. Kamozman Yesh Lebal Neder Ishto How much time does a husband have to annul his wife's vow from the point that he hears it? One Ad Chashecha, the opinion we saw in our Mishnah until darkness. Number two, a new opinion, and that's Meis Leis twenty four hours. 24 hours from the point that he hears the vow. The Gemara. Tanya. Haforas nadorim kol hayom. The first opinion is that um, a husband has kol hayom, the whole day in which to annul the vow. And the, when we speak about the day, like we saw before, the end of that time period is established by sundown. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Lozer Rabbi Shimon, here we have a pair of Rabbonan, these two rabbis, Omru, Me'es, Le'es, that a husband has 24 hours in which to annul the vow from the time that he hears of it. My time of the Tanakama, what's the reason or the basis, the scriptural basis for the first opinion? The, uh, till the end of the day, Omar Kro, Biyoim Shamo. The Pusik makes reference to the annulment on the day that he hears it. So, at the, by the end of the day, by sundown, he can no longer annul the vow. 
Verabonan, what is the basis of the Rabbonan who says that a husband has 24 hours from hearing the wife's vow in order to annul it, if he should so desire. Dichtiv, the Pesach says, Miyoyim el yom, from day till day, indicating from this time today, that he hears of the vow, till the same time tomorrow. Ulatanakama hoksiv miyom el yom, uh, what, what does the Tanakama do with this particular source, uh, which would have indicated 24 hours, and yet they say only until sundown? It's Itzterich, no, they say that this Pesach is needed, but for something else. Had we been left with only the Pesach of Yom Shamo Havamina, I would have had a totally different impression of what the law is. I would have thought, that Annulment takes place only during daytime hours, not at night. In other words, Yom Shamo, I would have taken to mean literally uh, only by day, not at night. Ksiv, therefore, it says, Miyoim El Yoim, that it's not uh, literally to be understood that uh, annulment takes place only by day, but rather you have a you have potentially a full day in which to. Uh, annul the vow. And hence, Biyom Shavu is not limited to only the daytime. Ulaman di Omar the Rabbonon who say that he has 24 hours in which to annul the vow, Hoksiv Biyom Shamo, does it not also say only until the end of the day, as Biyom Shamo might imply? So they respond, It's Trich, no. I need Biyom Shamo for something else. Had I had just that Pasuk, I would have thought that a husband has a, a full week in which to annul the vow. Namely, if he heard of the wife's vow on a Monday, he has until next Monday in which to annul the vow. Therefore, the Torah says, Biyom Shamo. No, it's limited to one day, which the Rabbanon take to mean 24 hours. Omar Rav Shimon ben Pazim Rav Shua ben Levi, Ein halacha ka'oisei hazug. Rav Shua ben Levi rules not like the pair of Rabbanon who had said that you have 24 hours. You don't have 24 hours. In other words, uh, you would have, the husband would have only until sundown uh, of the day that he heard of his wife's vow. Levi kahani tanoi. Levi thought to rule like those tanoim, giving a husband twenty-four hours uh, under all circumstances. He gets twenty-four hours in which to annul the vow. Rav, Rav says to Levi, "Hochi Omar Habibi." Thusly says my uncle, and that's a reference to Rabbi Chia, who is Rav's uncle. Ein halacha hazuk. The locha does not follow that pair of Rabbanon that ruled 24 hours. Chiyo bar Rav Shadi Gira Ubodik. The Ran points out that this uh, sentence of the Gemara is simply brought along like by the way. Here we're not talking about time frame of husbands in which to annul vows but since we uh, mentioned Rav, so here we have a 
a description of the son of Rav that deals with heternidorum, a topic that we've discussed extensively earlier in the Mesifta. What is necessary in order for a Talmud Chochem, for a, a Torah sage, to annul a person's vow? Person, we call him a client, comes to a Chochem uh, requesting uh, vow nullification. Does the Chochem have to uh, ask, let's say, uh, incisive questions to establish whether or not the person would have initially made the vow? That's called Pesach. Or is it sufficient for the Chochem to simply ask, do you regret having made the vow? Do you, as you are right now, feel a sense of regret? That's called Charota. That doesn't require much analysis. That's a simple question that even if you're doing something else, as a, uh, when the client comes to you, uh, you could release him from the vow. So the Gemara describes, Chiyobarav, Shadi Gira Ubodik. Shadi Gira means he was shooting arrows, and Bodik literally means checked something out, that means that while he was shooting arrows, he would question a person who came to him for a vow release. Uh, do you regret? Bodik is then the question that he poses to the person. Do you regret having made the vow? And if the person would say, yes, I regret it. So the Chochem would say, so you are now released. What's the point here? That even though uh, he is releasing a vow, it's sufficient for him simply to, uh, even while uh, preoccupied with something else, uh, it's sufficient for the Chochem to pose that simple question and thereby releasing the vow. As we mentioned before, this reflects an opinion that it's enough to release the vow through the Charota method, through the expression of regret. Rabo Bar Huna Yosef Vekoyim the Ran explains this by uh, we look at the Ran at the bottom line Yosef Ikoim literally means he sat and stood up he wasn't analyzing carefully the, the questioner or the client that came for vow release whatever position he was sometimes he would be standing when someone would come in sometimes he'd be sitting he wouldn't position himself in a, in a formal uh, specific uh, position in order to deal with the vow release. Uh, the uh, Rashi at the bottom line says, He wasn't stationary in one spot. But he was moving around when someone would come in for vow release and that would be enough. So this, according to this uh, explanation, it would uh, be then you have two illustrations of Rabbonim that would release a vow through the Harota approach as opposed to the Pesach approach. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.